0: persuasion right persuasion the secret psychology of persuasion i'm relaunching a couple courses people have asked me and i've talked to a lot of people uh the first one up is the secret psychology of persuasion i'll talk about the course uh and where you can look at it if you want to do it it um it start uh the, the kickoff thing is in november november 19th on a uh, Saturday. The next course after that will be about self-confidence. But these two are interrelated. Believe it or not, the secret psychology of persuasion, persuasion and self-confidence are related, right? And so, let's talk a little bit about that. The number one thing about persuasion in general, if you if you go to learn these this technology, these skills, the number one thing is, it's about personal transformation, right? Because people start learning persuasion, usually to sell more products, get people to do things, to get a date, maybe improve their family relationships, whatever it is you want to do with persuasion, great. But as people get into it, they begin to discover the first person you have to persuade is yourself, right? That's the underlying key, because it's all about, at that level, personal transformation, right? And the people that really get this begin to figure out that the true power of this is the personal transformation that goes with it, right? Because you have to persuade yourself, whether you're going to be successful, whether you are going to do sales, whether you're going to be a better dad or husband or mother, whatever it is, right? Business first, whatever it is. First thing you have to persuade yourself. So the techniques that you learn to persuade other people, you begin to use to persuade yourself, right? And that's the, forget. that's the, Part a lot of people forget. They want to take this stuff and begin influencing others and persuading others without influencing or persuading themselves. And that's usually when it crashes and burns. We see that when people take sales classes, hypnosis classes, NLP classes. They don't fix themselves first or use it on themselves, so they don't get that personal transformation, which gives you the power to influence other people. Right? So that's really kind of what's kind of interesting right? So think about how can you persuade yourself? What areas of your life do you need to persuade? Whether it's success, whether it's I'm going to use this information, whatever it happens to be, right? What are you going to do to persuade yourself, right? And in what areas? Is it your motivation? Is it your business success, financial success, physical success, whatever it is, right? Um, Because if you don't, even if you learn this information, you begin to say the information doesn't work, and you, you throw ba- basically the baby out with the bathwater, right? And so it's kind of interesting when you think about it, right? This, I'll be going into this in more detail in the class, The Secret Psychology of Persuasion, right? But I want you to think about that. Now, it begins to happen, the first thing we have to think about, when we think about persuasion. There's a couple of models out there. One of them is the systemic model. And basically what that says is life is so complex and our language and our vernacular is so complex, it's hard to use, right? And when that happens, we look for shortcuts, right? We look for shortcuts. Your brain looks for shortcuts. That's what symbols do. That's what certain things do, right? Because you're, and if you know how to decode the shortcuts in someone's head, It gets them out of the conscious blocks that you have. The research kind of says the longer someone that you're trying to persuade or talk to, um, the longer they stay in conscious analytical factors of their mind, the less likely they are to go along with whatever it is you're trying to persuade or influence them with, right? You want them out of their conscious mind as quickly as possible. And to do that, you have to use these shortcuts, right, to get them out of the, because life is so complex, you don't want to think about it, basically is what, I mean, there's too much to think about, right? And this is where the term I think we would get into, um, which is you, you fall into analysis by, or paralysis by analysis. You think about it, you think about it, you think about it, right? And the longer, if you're trying to persuade somebody, whether it's in person, in an in a interaction, or whether it's online with your videos and your text you wanna use the shortcuts to develop to access the subconscious parts of their mind, right? And this is this is so important that it can't be stressed enough. You want them out of this conscious part of their mind, right? Um, and honestly, if you really get good at persuasion, you begin to want to get the people that wanna overanalyze everything and debate everything to the nth degree and all that, you don't want them as clients. You don't want them in your system as much, right? Uh, you want to get them. You want to get them into their their emotions, into their uh, into their subconscious mind, right? And the way you do that is by accessing their imagination, right? And there's a secret that you can do. I'll talk about at the end with their imagination, right? That will guarantee almost guarantee, yes, I guarantee, ladies and gentlemen, guarantee if you do that, they're, I, I could just throw a number out there. I'll just say much, 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 much more likely to go along with the persuasion that you're doing. Ask them do with their imagination, if you can access their imagination, because the things that accesses your imagination is the same thing that gets you out of this complex, systematic part, part of your mind, so it gets them to activate, right? um by talking about number one is emotion right right you get them into their emotions or their feelings most people drop out of their conscious mind into their into their into their body right and so you really want to do that right you really want to have fun and do that right and, you know, in the NLP model I use, which, honestly, I uh, I came up with, with a person named Billy Schilling, Captain Billy Schilling, which we call it the hierarchy of thought model, which goes with what we're saying, right? And the hierarchy of thought is very simply put that, you know, you go through levels when you're doing anything, right? You go through levels the first level of a hierarchy of thought is you're in an action right when you're in an action right and when you're in an action you're not thinking about anything you're doing something when you're really into an action you're 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 caught up in it right and it could be an emotion right if you're in an emotion or a feeling you're in it right 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 So if you think about it, 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 if someone was angry, I use that a lot, right? When you're angry, it's like, I'm angry. You're in the state of anger, right? And when you're in that state, you can't see anything else. You can't do anything else. You're in that state and you're locked down, right? You're locked into that state. Um, It could be anything. And I just saw it where I was at the airport coming back from a recent trip, and there's a person there, they're on their tel- cell phone talking, and you could really, and they were actually holding it. Uh, so they're really into the conversation, looking down, talking, looking that way, talking, whatever, probably accessing that part of their mind. But what's kind of funny, they literally walked into a pillar, right? And of course, like all of us, what's the first thing that happens if you walk into a pillar or a wall or a glass door? Right, you, you look, look around like yeah, hey, who? Yeah, you want to know? that you get busted? Did anybody see me do this? Right? You know, so that's what the person did. And they just went, and then they kept walking. But they were so into what the action they were doing, they weren't aware of the outside world. Right? We get that perceptual uh, blindness, if you will. You can't see anything around you. Right? So there, there are times if you're going to use persuasion, one of the one of the things you need to begin to decode is do you want them in this state, right? It's not a bad thing, it's not a good thing, it's just the way it is, right? But the next level of thought with this is, you know, the first level is you're thinking about it, right? You're thinking about the action or the emotion, right? You're thinking about the first thing. It's like, you ever been angry? And then you pull back and go, what am I really angry, right? those about to do weight loss hypnosis, one of the things they, I don't know if they still teach it in that, I do when I teach it, but is pulling them out of the, um, the emotion or the, the feeling of false hunger, right? And we've all had that. If you've ever opened the refrigerator and go, what do I want? As you're looking in the refrigerator, you are not hungry. There's something else going on, right? If you're really hungry, when you're really hungry, And you open the fridge, you'll grab whatever. Oh, what's the quickest thing I can eat? You know, whatever it happens to be, right? But you pull. But if you pull back from that, so if you ever get in that situation where you're looking at it, you're like, "Am I? You know, what do I want to eat?" And then if you go, "Am I really hungry?" I'm bored. You know, there's there's nothing new on TV tonight. I I'm not going to jump back on the computer. Whatever it is, so it pulls you out of the experience where you can make a decision, it's the first level intervention of NLP, and in persuasion, and then you can put it into a better action. Fine, right? So, you know, and so the third level of thought, and this, this level is where you begin, where you're in this complex part of your mind, you're thinking about things. And when you're thinking about things, it's hard to take action, right? And the third level of thought is you think you're thinking, you're thinking about thinking, right? You begin to really analyze what's going on. You know what's really making me angry. What's really making me think I'm hungry. You know, I had a fight with my spouse or my boss yelling at me. Or you know, a couple this couple of years, this time last year, for some of us, some people, uh, they were they were they weren't hungry. They were tired of the lockdown. Right, if you're in a lockdown area, things like that, right? So you're thinking about thinking about it. So if you realize it, everybody you're talking to, right, they're in one of these levels, right? And if you can, and one of the tricks we teach people and what I'll be teaching in class is how to use their imagination to put them into the level you want them in. Whether it's excitement or motivation or regret, whatever it is you want them in, use their imagination to get them there right and so that's that's one of the tricks and we you know it's we call it the higher i call it the hierarchy of thought right where are you in your communication and or in your state and i can pull you out of that state and put you into a different state lead you that way i can't make you but i can i can lead you and whether they do or not eh, we'll see right I never say this stuff works 100%. It works a high percentage of the time, right? Uh, but the more we begin to understand that, the more fun we can have, right? The other thing, and I've just done an example of this, and everybody on this call, especially people I haven't seen for a while, you're an example of this, right, which is, before you're doing, going to do a communication for a lot of us especially in business sales marketing that kind of stuff or even in your interpersonal things sometimes you have to prime them first right you have to prime them you have to that's what to use my other profession you see done brilliantly when they when they drop a trailer for a new movie they're giving you a primer to see if you're interested or not. And I did this with the subconscious, did this secret psychology of persuasion. I posted a few things about persuasion, about getting people to do what you want them to do and have them think it was that idea, right? And then the other day, I did a little primer on self confidence. I did a post, right, to see if I get any action. And even if I don't get action, you're putting it out there. So then the next time, the thing about priming, if you put a post, you do a, a a post, even an ad, right, is the next time you do it, 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 the person that sees it is familiar with it, right? So they're more comfortable with it. I hope that makes sense to everybody, right? It's why, like in the old world marketing, they'd say, especially in radio ads, TV ads or, or the old print ads, and they find it's true for, if not more so for the internet, is you have to repeat, right? I was just talking to somebody today about that, the importance to repeat like ads or posts or things that work, right? Because, okay, if I did a post, and it was very popular, great. I could repost it in a few days or a couple of weeks because the people that saw it, it's only going to remind them that they saw it. Oh yeah, that's interesting, all right? But then all the people that never saw it you know, now you're priming them to take action, right? Um, And again, look at like, I always think of, um, like I say, the movies, when they're dropping the trailers, they're just, they drop them, you know, and it'll try to get you excited to see the movie, right? And that's priming, it's priming the market. If you're not interested in it, who cares, right? Your ad, your post, whatever it is you're doing, won't appeal to everybody, but those that do, what it begins to do, the priming puts them into an emotion. And of course it might get them into the action of, yeah, I'm gonna go see that movie. All right. Um, my wife just did it when uh well I was still I was out of town and I got it on my phone that she bought tickets to for us to go see on opening day. We always go on opening day. The, the very first day, usually it's a three o'clock showing of the big movies, right? So we're gonna go see uh, Wakanda Forever, right? Black Panther, and it's like because the the uh, the trailers do everything we're talking about brilliantly. If you're interested, it's gonna get your attention. If you're not, you're gonna flip. You're not even gonna pay attention. Great, and they always do a call for action, right? Get your tickets now. Tickets available on Fandango or at you know, Cineflex, wherever you're buying your tickets, right? They go get your tickets now, right? And so we jump in and get our tickets, you know, they're priming it and they're asking you, they're getting into the imagination. You're imagining yourself watching the movie. And if you enjoy that, right? And I enjoy being in a movie theater, right? That's the only way I like really watching a lot of movies is in a movie theater, not sitting in my house right? Because the dog barks, the bird screams, you know, uh, all the other stuff. So it's like it's getting you to imagine. And one of the secrets of imagination is you need to get the people that you're trying to persuade in their imagination. So they're imagining using your product, watching your movie, doing whatever it is that you're going to do, because they will figure out how they're going to use it, what they're going to do with it. And then it's much more likely they will take action. Right. And I know my wife and I—we go to a movie theater, you know, with the big seats, and they—they they come and take order for food. It's—it's it's really nice, right? And I heard Christina talking about, yeah, it's like a break—you're away from the phone and the internet and, and the and the animals—and you get a nice meal. She's already imagining, it, right? And so it's like she'll buy the tickets, right? And it's a—it's a prime prime example of priming and using the imagination. And then whatever is going to motivate you, whether it's Bruce or Michelle or or Bob, whoever, I'm, you know, if you if if you can get them to imagine taking your product, service, or whatever it is you're doing, and using it to success, then they'll fill in the blanks themselves, right? And so that's the fun part of what we're doing, right? About teaching people how to do this stuff, and that's why I decided to relaunch the secret psychology of persuasion. Uh, and again, it's gonna be, uh, it's a two hour kickoff. Um, I will post the, this isn't for you guys. I will post the link below when this is up on Facebook and on YouTube, so you can go, you can go do it, right? Cause I'm relaunching a few things. Um, and so, you know, and it's to persuade other people but also to persuade yourself. Right. Because as we're coming out of the lockdown, you know, if you can imagine where you were a couple years ago when things were locked down, you're, you know, you were kind of restricted. A lot of us went to instant regressions because as adults, probably the last time every aspect of your life was controlled was when you were an adolescent. Right. You were told where you could go, what you could do, people you could talk to, you know, and. Whether it was for a few months, like down here in Florida, or longer in in different parts of the country, it was totally controlled. For most of us, you know, we haven't experienced that since adolescence, right? Um, and or for, for Mr. Labrie, when you were on active duty as like an E5 or below, where everything is controlled, right? Uh, so yeah, so so that's where you saw people react different ways, you know and you know some people went to total oh i agree with everything and they began virtue shaming as i call it how dare you not wear a mask how dare you do this you had that group probably when they were adolescents they were the time they were the type of people that went along with the rules trusted authority that's a big one they trusted the authorities right and then on the other and you had a, it was this is a sliding spectrum on the other end, you had the people who go, screw you, I'm not doing any of this. Right. And these are people that at the far end of the spectrum, where I probably fall, I don't trust authority, especially the government, right? It's like, you know, um, so anyway, but there was that that continuum, right? And it was a good example of bad persuasion that the government did with COVID-19, in my opinion, right? At first, it was good. They scared the shit out of you, right? Which gets you, fear is a great motivator. We always forget that, right? But if you don't use, you know, but then it didn't really, it was, it could have been handled better all the way around, right? Uh, So anyway, but, you know, what is it, right? So you want to persuade the people, right? So that's why I'm relaunching this. Again, it's going to be November 19th on a Saturday, two hours. Yes, it's recorded and we'll be in a, private Facebook group and, you know, on video, so you can review it as needed. Right. So only you can convince yourself and imagine what you can use with this information. You know, what can you, how can you use it to persuade other people? Or maybe, maybe just mainly to persuade yourself that you can do the things you want to do, close the sales, develop the business, do whatever it is you want to do. Only you can do that. Right. And so as you imagine using that material and as you know, uh, one thing I try to do with everything I teach is I keep it fast, friendly, and instantaneously usable in the real world. I don't like a lot of theory. I don't like stuff that's like hard. My job is not to make me appear smart. My job is to give you information that you can use instantly, right? If you wanna go to somewhere where you where the professors and the teachers want to appear smart go to a graduate program at any college or university right uh where usually the people that are teaching it have never done it for a living you know and i say that from going through you know my master's degree and my doctorate degree so anyway but yeah so you know first maybe you want to use it for personal transformation maybe it's business transformation Maybe it's your relationship transformation. I'm not sure, only you can imagine that now, right? And always remember, you know, the most powerful thing you can do is imagine the success that you want, right? And begin to use it in ways that can get you towards your goal. Now I can't do that for you. I can give you the tools that'll simplify it and make it easier to use and have some fun with it, right? And so that's uh, The Secret Psychology of Persuasion, which is November 19th, a Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. It will be recorded, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I will send the link or will post the link when I post this uh, later today. And of course, it is on Facebook. I'm redoing my science so I can help people grow. So that's just a little bit of what I want to do and the information I wanted to get out. And so let me stop the recording. Very old school.